Hello and welcome to the More to Life podcast. I am your host, Elle Mace, and today we are joined by Esther, Miss Manifesta, <laughs> professionally known as Miss Manifesta. <laughs> Hi, Esther, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. It's not on the birth certificate, like, <laughs> Manifesta. <laughs> wow, you could always get that changed. I had someone the other day say so they changed their name, just randomly. Oh, no. I'm not, I don't think so. It's not in the pipeline for me. <laughs> Um, it is so good to have you on board and like always I'm gonna pass it over to you to give yourself a proper introduction and then we will go from there so just tell us a bit about yourself okay I'll try not to make this cheesy you know like when they're like bring your bring your best elevator pitch and it's like yeah. no yeah oh yeah don't oh. worry about the elevator pitch no I'm not I, I'm not that I don't want to bring that sort of style so I'm Esther I'm a manifestation coach and author of manifesting happiness which is a, like a a six-month journal to attract all good things, and that's available in various bookshops. Very proud of that. It's my baby. Let's flash that is amazing. it. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> I do like to specifically focus on giving people subconscious tools to change the way that they feel about themselves and their possibilities and what they believe is possible for them um, in the world. So I do that a lot with things like subliminals and emotional freedom technique, because I really do believe, and I don't think this is very woo woo. I just believe that you're creating this lifetime, what you believe is possible for you yeah. based on your identity, based on your belief system that you've obviously inherited, you know, down through parents and friends and teachers and so on and so forth. So really it is just stripping that back one onion layer at a time to help you to return to your authenticity, your power, and then you create from the inside out based on that stuff. So mm. that's that's it professionally in a nutshell. Um, I'm a mum to an 11-year-old daughter. I've got two doggy babies. I'm from Bristol. Oh, it's <laughs> so so nice. lived my best chaotic mum life alongside doing this work. Yeah. Oh God. How old not how old? What are your dogs? What they what what makes are they? Makes they, oh they're a mixed breeds. They're brother and sister, but they look completely different. Oh really? Um so they're half chihuahua, not that you would know that. Um and then a quarter Scottish terrier and quarter Jack Russell. Oh fab. The one looks a bit more like a sort of ginger Jack Russell and the other looks like a sort of kind of fluffy Yorkie looking thing, but she's not a Yorkie. How funny that their brother and sister. I I used to have a Jack Russell. She was nuts. Yeah, they oh. are mental. Chihuahuas are mental. Yeah, uh, the whole the whole package. They are crazy. Oh, uh, it's organized chaos for you, and I expect you thrive off it. <laughs> I'm not sure about the word organized, but <laughs> <It's chaos. laughs> or thriving, but <laughs> okay, it's just pure chaos. They are just. They are pure love in like two little dog, but two little dog bodies, and they're just like they want to give you kisses and be be with you all the time. Oh, lovely though, unconditional love, isn't it? It is very unconditional. Oh, fab! And I love the fact that you're from Bristol because, as people know, I'm from Exeter, so we're like an hour and fifteen minutes away, which it's is so far. nice. It's yeah. not, no, it's not, and we've already agreed we're going Drink. out for prosecco. <laughs> Very soon. Every day for me is a day, a, a, any day. I, if I go meet up with friends on Monday, I'm like, Prosecco? And they're like, oh. it's a Monday, I don't care. Oh, I love it. I any love day it. is a day oh. to celebrate. <laughs> I've been I've been out the game for eight months, so um, oh. yeah, I'm ready. You're, yeah, you're like, I'm there. At the <laughs> beginning, you're like, it's fine. Yeah, I can do this. No yeah. peanuts or eggs or all this. And by the end of it, you're like, I just want a Prosecco. Yeah. 
I was really looking forward to the detox. I was like, this is fab. The decision to not drinking has been taken out of my hands. Oh. And it's, it's it's just a fact now, I'm not drinking. Um, but yeah, and now my friends are starting to have some fun. I'm like, oh, this is getting annoying now. Yeah, yeah. we'll be there. We'll be there. Um, okay, amazing. So I've got a thousand million questions to ask you. So yeah. let's start with a bit about you and your life. So just take us back to who you were kind of as a child. What were you like? Um, obviously, the podcast is called like More to Life. So it's those moments in your life where maybe you thought there is more to life than what's going on for me right now, whether that's your mental state or just physically, like environmentally where, where you were. Mm-hmm. So just try and touch on those points of like where maybe yeah, where you, you hit your head in your hands when I said to take back your childhood. So I'm, I'm guessing we've got some stories to tell. Oh, I just so I was just a like a right little quirk of a kid. Like, oh, fantastic! Just an absolute goofy goober. I'm still a massive goofy goober, but I was, I felt I was very awkward. Like I felt very awkward in my body, and I felt very weird, and. I knew that I was like I did to be fair especially in secondary school like, I'm a social butterfly and I always had friends mm. but I you know went to an all-girls school I came from a very um Christian family yeah in a way my childhood upbringing was very insulated a very like wrapped in cotton wool you know we were trying to avoid boys and all of these kinds of things and um yeah I could just feel quite out of place really with people uh didn't always know how to kind of fit into into uh social situations uh but I was I I've I mean I I still like to think I'm pretty funny but um I was always funny <laughs> I was always funny uh my boyfriend laughs about it loads um I, I always loved doing voices and I was in like a big like national competition for like doing impressions and stuff. And I'm not doing any impressions on this on this thing. But like that's a whole oh. I think it's, in terms of like I've always had very big dreams. So yeah. I always I've always even if I felt weird or whatever, like I I've never really let that stop me from putting myself out there. Um, because in whatever capacity it is, like I just like to share whatever it is that I'm doing. And I, you know, I do genuinely believe that I'm meant to be doing impactful work. Like that's the way I would describe it now is impactful work. Impactful work. I love that. Whereas obviously when I was younger, I wouldn't necessarily describe it in that way. But um, I always kind of knew that I, you know, had um, something to share and then uh, this is probably where it all goes a bit like Ooh. so when I was 17 my mum died unexpectedly oh I'm sorry oh it's, it's fine and like but it's it completely pivoted I think everything because I would have gone to uni I would have kind of gone off on this trajectory of you know this is what you do and I I just couldn't do that like I just finished my A-levels and I said I I need a year out I didn't do a traveling gap year I just threw myself into working and making money and then I just never went to uni and I and then just kind of went off from there but it had a massive impact on my life it affected my financial beliefs it affected um you know uh I can't even say it's familial relations like family relations um affected you know obviously like the grief and the loss so much stuff around that and I got married when I was 20 
let's say, yeah, 23, <laughs> oh, 24, 24, I think I was, and um, 23, 24, and it was actually six years today that I then got divorced or or basically initiated that divorce. So I realised that before we jumped on today. I was like, I'm sure October 9th is an important day for me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's because it's like the day that I initiated my divorce. Mm-hmm. And that for me was a really a huge time where I, that was when I realised I was like, life is very precious. Life is very short. And life is meant to be like lived loved enjoyed and I just thought is this my life for the rest of my life and I thought no it's absolutely not and I remember how scared I was because I thought I don't I didn't you know I didn't have somebody else you know to go to or I didn't have uh, I don't know like I didn't have a big plan you know you didn't have a plan no and but you have to go I don't need to know a plan sometimes I just need to know that this isn't it feeling and you just have to trust yourself enough to make that leap and take that jump. So I think, yeah, just I was a massive goofy goober kid. Mum dying was very pivotal and then divorce. And then from there, everything's kind of snowballed. And that's now how I'm here today. But if you'd said to me six years ago, this is what you'll be doing, I'd have probably just laughed. Really? I think so. Wow. So, gosh, your mum's suddenly dying at 17. That is such an enormous thing mm. to deal with at that well at any age it's an enormous thing to deal yeah. with but obviously that's quite a difficult age anyway yeah it was just a lot like in terms of you know just you 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 whether you're studying or whatever you're doing and you're I don't think I mean I don't feel like I really even got to know myself until I was 30 yeah. But it's such a big time of like your identity and your hormones and making these decisions like yeah like what do you want to do with your life and you're like you're 17 you probably odds and sods are you probably don't know <laughs> yeah. but you feel so much pressure to know yeah um and I think it was just uh I think it was meant to be though you know I don't know if you know we we don't know when we're going to go but I do believe maybe like in the grand tapestry whether it's like a part of like soul contract or something like that. Like, I think it was meant to happen that way because I just don't see how I would have ended up here had I not happened. gone all on that. It was, I was like, it could have not taken like 12 years to get. <laughs> could have sped up a little bit, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, if I could have just like learned some of those lessons a little bit quicker, that would have, you yeah. know, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I'm where I am meant to be here. But um yeah, I just don't see how I would have got round to this because I think especially with divorce and I think when you go on like a spiritual journey working through like your traumas and stuff, I just don't think, I just don't, I don't see how I would have got round to like into where I am today had I not had my own things that I was kind yeah. of yeah growing through, pains to grow through. Yeah, that's it. Trauma, I think, you know, trauma is obviously horrific for each person individually for whatever it is they're going through, but they often is the birth of something else, isn't it? The the birth of, well, actually, you know, you saying that I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing if I never had my eating disorders. But at the time, my eating disorders were like, oh, just go away. Why yeah. yeah, Yeah. But I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is you can either, you can either overcome you know love your way through it and alchemize that into something really beautiful 
where you then go on to help other people or it can be a completely different trajectory like it, it depends I think you know depends on the person maybe depends on who you've got supporting you I think there's lots of different factors but I think it, I think a lot of people who've been through something um do love to turn that into something where they can then help other people to move through their own things yeah that's it you're always learning from other people and teachers and this doesn't need to be I don't mean like you know qualified teachers I mean people that have been there been through it yeah lived experiences yeah and I think that's it is that and sometimes it's quite easy isn't it for people to feel like an imposter Mm. it but it's you know I can't remember I heard it somewhere but it's like if you've already lived it even if you're only a few steps ahead you know of somebody else you're in a position to help somebody and potentially mentor them you know, yeah. in a in a hopefully trauma informed way through, yeah, their, through their own thing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so seventeen. That happened. Did you have good support around you? Did you, did you have siblings? A, a father? Uh, I had. I'm just gonna say I had um, good friends. Like yeah. good friends, because yeah. I think my, you know, I had a younger brother who was twelve. My dad, you know, he's just lost his wife of like over thirty years. Yeah, it, it, it sounds awful, but it's like everyone's just fending for themselves. Yeah, you're not, you're not really in a position to support each other. You've got your own thing to to work through. Yeah, it's that fight or flight, isn't it? And you just have to do whatever you can just to get by. Yeah, and um, I just don't think it was that we're not naturally that sort of dynamic where it's like let's sit down and talk about this kind of yeah. thing. It wasn't like that very much. Uh, there were probably like a few few of those conversations, but yeah, it was more just like going off and doing our own thing. I think you have to. Do, yeah, your growth at the time, the in the thick of the trauma, horrendous. But what you wouldn't have seen it playing out is the growth that you were having. No, I think it was, I think it's interesting. I do think it's took probably as long as it has took to unravel a lot of the knots that the sort of the knots of trauma that it's created. Because there were so many different ones related to different things. Um, But I think it's, I think it made me very, very, I think it made me very strong. Yeah. You know, and I think it made me grow up very, very quickly Mm-hmm. But I think on some levels it gave me, um, you know, like we always talk about, you know, independent woman and I'm a boss babe and I can do this kind of thing all on my own. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it can mm-hmm. it can manifest out as like a more of an independence wounding where yeah. don't necessarily find it easy to certainly not where like relationships are often concerned and things to let people in. like because I'm naturally used to doing so much by myself now yeah it's quite hard to just naturally let someone else like step in and also when you're a mum as you know you're naturally in you're like I'm in mum mode all the time yeah so you know it is like oh do you want do you want to lift here do you want me to make you a cup of this like because you're you're constantly thinking like that anyway yeah it it, it, this becomes part of you doesn't it that you just don't ask well you certainly don't ask for help often don't um accept the help either but actually when you do allow yourself to do that Mm. it's so refreshing well I think this is a like you know to bring it round to manifesting this is the this is the whole thing is I think a lot of people think manifesting is like oh you know it's just setting intentions and a bit like a bit spell worky and like maybe just 
you know, we get our crystals and we, you know, do everything with the moon. And yeah, you can do that. It's a beautiful thing. That's a part of it. But really, it's what manifests out through you is based on those types of things. So, for example, it's like if I am, I'm not saying pushing people away, but not allowing people to help me, that then directly impacts the people that I'm interacting with that inter that determines then how they kind of treat me or how they respond and it you know me doing a little switch up in me can then massively change that interaction and that dynamic and so it is it is really looking at the way in which you show up or don't show up yeah. because sometimes you know you're just you're not showing up for something at all because you're like I put my blinkers on or I just I don't believe I can do it so I just won't even channel any energy into that dream it's yeah. like saying oh I'm going to start a podcast but not doing it yeah it's like well what's that what what's that piece that's stopping you from doing that and it's and really listening to those inner voices and the dialogue that's stopping those things channeling out through you for your highest and greatest good or the, the things that are channeling out for you not for your highest and greatest good like starting arguments or mm whatever it is the way that that projects out so um yeah I like to think my work is a, a blend of like yes the the, the woo-woo and the and that stuff because that is still powerful but a lot of it comes down to you and the, what you're being on a daily basis and I think that's the thing is so many people go oh yeah 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 I'm manifesting but they're not changing anything in themselves mm. yeah so, so why, why why are you going to get a different result they're not doing the hard, the hard work and the consistency, the daily. I mean, you really do have to just check in and tune into your yeah. narrative, like yeah. every moment of every day, which you do. Hard. It is hard. And I had a conversation with um, somebody about it this morning, actually. Um, she was a former client and we were just having a chat about because um, I love using subliminals like at bedtime. And and then you'll get the thing that you want and you go, oh, I don't need to listen to that anymore. And then a bit down the line, it's almost like life carries you away. And then you go, God, I'm back in that place where I feel like I'm needing that thing again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, because it's it's supposed to be a daily practice yeah, where you're nurturing that narrative and you're nurturing that mindset all of the time rather than it being like, it is very much like that. Just like I'm using a magic tool to get what I want and then I'll just ditch that. I'm, I'm happy now I'm cool I don't need to keep doing any kind of inner work on it and you do you you have to keep going all the time and it is a commitment it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle absolutely <laughs> and you can get so frustrated but you're like because you you might do a practice for like six weeks or eight weeks and you really notice a difference mm. you ride off the high and then you you know you come back down again and mm. you're like oh god sake, fuck's sake I gotta go back and do it again but actually yes like you do it's it's that consistency isn't it yeah and it's the same as like gratitude and stuff and um yeah you just and I try to say to people don't get hung up on those things of like oh I haven't done my gratitude today so I'm not going to manifest now like because I think some people get into that thing of when I miss a day almost ritualistically like something's going to go wrong and it's yeah. like it's not it's not that it's just but it's there to support yeah. that energy and that mindset and that vibration. You don't have to feel bad for missing missing a day or whatever, but you just have to ask yourself, like, what are you missing out on energetically by not doing the practice? 
Yeah. And it's not that. That's the whole thing is, again, people looking outside of themselves going, oh, OK, so I might be missing that email from that golden opportunity because I didn't do gratitude today. And yeah. it's like, no, you're missing out on the feeling of the magic and so on and so forth. And then, yeah, OK, if there's a, a beautiful ripple effect that comes back to you from you sending that energy out, that's all it is. It's not. Yeah. It's I think it's just it's a switch in perspective. It's it is. Just, and that's it's, quite that's quite an exhausting place to be from, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. we can train ourselves to feel high vibe and happy, you know, a majority of the time. But ultimately, if you did not sleep the night before because you're a baby or you've got some really sad news, something. Right. You're going to miss your gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it is. That's it, isn't it? It's just like it is what it is. But I I'm a big advocate of kind of that whole thing of like, it doesn't matter if I miss a day, I'm still worthy. Mm. Like I was always worthy of being blessed. Like for example, like you said, if you got some bad news um, about some, you know, something or someone you loved, like does that suddenly make you unworthy of mm. a pay rise or 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 a new job or something? Like that's that's bananas, like that's nonsense. You know, I think, especially with the work that you do as well, like going and looking at, your traumas and stuff is really difficult and it's really challenging and it is going to bring up difficult emotions but I think it makes maybe you know that sort of that work with that toxic law of attraction lay like you know like only good thoughts attract good things mm. I think some maybe there might be some truth and it makes people more resistant to going there with the with the difficult stuff because they're scared that they're like oh my god like I'm only going to attract bad things because now I'm having to really look at the difficult thoughts that I'm having. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's to a degree, it's almost like undoing that and just saying like, no, this is really important. You know, there's parts of you that clearly need to be loved. And in doing so, not only will you open yourself up to more happy feelings in general anyway, but just holding that, I always say it's like a top trump card of like you can manifest even on bad days mm. and especially whilst you're doing like difficult shadow work and trauma work like you don't have to be like oh I had to go through all of that mm. then to get something good like why that that just seems wrong to me like <laughs> mm, yeah, it's a bit backwards yeah no. yeah I've manifested loads of like things I've been like absolutely crying my eyes out like at my worst and I've had amazing opportunities like come to me like even in really really dark times and I sit there and go well how do you mm. how then do you equate that in a black and white way to you know good oh good vibes only <laughs> good vibes only that's good like vibes. the toxic positivity <laughs> yes I'm not for that at all we're all happy we are <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so just talk us through then your working career so obviously you went mm. um you didn't go to uni, uni you started uh -huh. work what were you doing for true for your work? Oh, I was so I started off just doing like shop work, then I became a receptionist, and then I got into facilities management and health and safety, and just worked in that and like finance for quite a long time. Um, I, did, I was a body piercer for a bit as well. Oh, love it! Yeah, a bit of fun. Worked in a tattoo studio. I liked that, but I always used to struggle with. When I'm in like an office job, I struggle with, I don't feel creatively stimulated. Yeah. And when I was working in that job, I didn't feel in, like particularly intellectually challenged. Yeah. Analytically challenged. That's probably a better way of yes. putting it. 
And I did manage to then have two jobs at the same time that did both. But then I got pregnant and just, you know, life kind of just went off in the more direction of, you know, office, sensible office job. And um, I remember when I was manifesting this work, I was quite specific about the qualities. I didn't know what I I was going to do. Um, I just knew that I was like, right, I need something that hits these specific types of things because I always get bored. Yeah. And I think like you could probably relate. Like I'm never bored. I'm never bored in my work. No, no, there's not enough time to do it all. (laughs) No, but it's also like you're creating, you're creating from yourself. So you're not, you don't really get bored of, how can I put it? It's, you just, I'm not really like, oh, same old, same old, not, not particularly. Sometimes I'll get like a little bit bored where I'm kind of going, I'm ready for a new challenge. Yes. Or a new, talking about something new, but I'm very much like, no, my work's very dynamic. You wear a lot of different hats. You, you have the flexibility to make your job whatever it is. So you can decide one day, right, we need something more creative. Let's do something more creative. Yeah. Or that's and if something is boring you, you've got the authority and the yes. you know and, and the the way your business is to be like, I'm going to pause that for a month. Yeah, I need to refresh my brain on it. Yes, you do. And like, whereas when you're working in, not that there's anything wrong with working in office jobs, because no. I just say that out loud as well. Like I've got no problem with that whatsoever. But I think what I'm trying to say is, when you're in a career where you don't feel like you've got that autonomy to make those decisions that can be quite challenging yeah it's the autonomy and if you're someone that needs that autonomy because it's your personality and who you are and yeah and if you're yeah then it's gonna it's that purpose isn't it that fulfillment and that purpose yeah fulfillment and purpose is everything like I think you can work in any job and if it's the right fit for you you'll find fulfillment and purpose in it like I like I think there's a lot of stuff um in kind of like the coaching industry and things it's like you gotta escape the nine to five man like they got they got you in the matrix and I'm like not necessarily there's plenty of people out there who absolutely love what they do oh yeah and it's nine to five and sometimes with my job and my business I think oh how good would it be to just have a nine to five and switch off (laughs) like there's elements of it because you don't switch off when it's your own business do you you've got your clients in at late night or whatever it is so yeah that's it it's it swings it's you know swings and roundabouts lessons of evils but definitely like I just think you know there's a, a lot of push I think at the moment for people to be like get out of the rat race what are you doing and it's like I don't think it's that I just think it's about manifesting jobs and careers and work that you love because you spend so much of your time in a job yeah yeah like, and just just you know having the kind of conviction to be like actually I do deserve to do work that I genuinely enjoy for a living yeah Uh, you spend so much of your time at work or most people do it is actually so important because that is where you can start to just feel those really low moods that then continue into days to weeks to months yeah then before you know it you know you're really your health and your mental health and your physical health is really struggling yeah exactly it's such a knock-on effect and you can be really skilled in a job and be in the wrong environment and it can massively knock your confidence and things like that whereas you can be you know in the right environment and go 
wow like I'm really thriving here and it's just you know I know they talk about mindset and but you know manifesting as an inside job and validate yourself and things which I think is really important but I really do believe the people you hang out with and the environment that you're in are really important yeah it, it does make a difference and I just think we all need good environments and tribes around us we're humans we're made to connect and I I mean I don't know anybody who's capable of just switching off completely from the nonsense that's going on around them and being like it doesn't matter like (laughs) yeah and yeah because eventually just go I can't be bothered to be here anymore yeah you know it's that whole thing of um Oh, I feel like it's like there's like a, a meme or something about a plant like you just it just needed a better pot and soil and all of this that's all oh totally absolutely yeah. but yeah right environment being nurtured and for there everyone else is like learning styles as well like yes you know every there's so so many like parts to it yeah so what so you were doing all these jobs tattoos uh, mm-hmm. piercings etc receptions so you had your your daughter and then at what point then did you start to do this where how did you get into this so I always joke about it like when so obviously I come from because I come from a Christian background so I've got like an element of well I've always had like a faith and I would still say that's the spectrum that I'm on yeah but but really like moved away from that for a long time and then I remember when I was um still with my husband I can't remember what I was manifesting but I heard about something called cosmic ordering which is very you giving an order to the universe basically and saying this is what I want and I wrote out these things that I wanted I got none of it like I didn't get any of it and I went oh what a light crock like didn't work like doesn't not you know not real and then when I went through my divorce, I was seeing all these like signs, same songs, all these things like were just going on. And I just thought there's something happening because like all the numbers like started seeing all like the repeating numbers. And I just really felt like something was happening and that I was being kind of guided because I'd never had anything like that happen ever to me in my life before. Um, because my ex always used to say, Oh, he always used to see the same number all the time. And and I said, Oh, I've never had anything like that ever happen to me. And then like when I left him, I started seeing the same number all the time. So we like had a bit of a joke. I said, I think I've taken your luck, like your lucky number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the divorce. And um, yeah, like it it was really strange. And then I would go on things like YouTube, uh just to meditate a lot I needed to meditate a lot to kind of just tune out because it was it was really you know it's not a nice process going through divorce and you know what YouTube's like it like wormholes you into all sorts of other content that it thinks might be relevant for you and then it introduced me to Abraham Hicks um law of attraction stuff and I just started listening to that and I thought you know what there's definitely something in this like it makes a lot of sense and but I went and started really looking at my life and dissecting my life and thinking okay like these certain certain things have happened repeatedly um you know too much to be a coincidence um you know what's going on what are the patterns within myself so I kind of worked a bit backwards yeah looking at things but then at the same time so I started doing a lot of like conscious manifesting and saying okay these are things that I wanted and started getting loads of stuff 
And I was like, oh my God, it, it does work. <laughs> so it didn't didn't work the first time, but that's because I wasn't really aware of what I was being and wasn't channeling my energy in the right way. And then I was going up for like a big qualification at work and I failed it. And I just remember thinking, I'm not very passionate about this. Um, and, you know, I've made some big changes this year already. So is this what I really want to do? And I thought, okay, I'm just going to take a rain check. But I, you know what it's like, you're going on Indeed and you're going, oh, I don't know. Like, could I be this? Could I be that? Like, I don't know. Like, and I just got to a point one day where I was like, I really don't know. And I just sort of put my hands in the air and I thought, you know, what? I'm going to just do a manifesting thing based on feelings yeah. of what I want. And so I put all these things out, did like a manifesting technique. And then... um I kind of I was doing a like a little law of attraction like self-study thing and then it was like have you heard about coaching like you can do coaching yeah. I was like oh no I've never heard of that and then um and then at the same time my work put out an email saying um we're looking to train people as coaches so they wow. paid so they then paid for me to do coaching qualification there and then I saw something online and it said, oh, we're looking for people to be first time speakers. And I thought, well, I'm a first time speaker. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. And just everything like within about three months massively snowballed. Wow. And it was just like everything just kind of was like the only way I can describe it is because it weren't my own ideas, but it was almost like little things going, come over here, come over here, yeah. come over here, like. And then eventually you get there. And I think that's the thing is with manifesting, a lot of people got like these very, I'm not even going to say it's a big vision. It's big maybe on a human scale, but it's just a vision. It's just energy. You know, if you say, okay, I want to, you know, win an Oscar award, people are generally in life are going to go, that's very big, you yeah. know, but, you know, because we like to judge things based on, you know, how successful we think those things are. But I think this is it. So everybody kind of wants to get a lot of like very instant success and instant big wins. But it's really magical to look back a little bit like what you said earlier about looking back at my life and going, oh, can you see how that's, yeah, you know, and it's that going, OK, this might not make sense right now. But slowly but surely, like all these little components are lining up and you're being guided over here for that conversation with that person who then links you up to that person and then so on and so forth. So you just you do have to really go with the flow a lot and just trust that where you're being taken is going to is leading you up to that bigger thing. Yeah, definitely. I think there's so much to be said for that set that saying, isn't there? Like you are exactly where you are supposed to be. Right? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And I'll be honest, you know, like after my book came out, I think like I had <laughs> like I'll just say it, it's quite funny. Like I'm not not, you know, delusions of grandeur or anything like that. But I was kind of like, I've worked really hard on this. And I thought, you know, oh, oh it's going to be an immediate like boom. And um, I actually spoke to um, somebody at a podcast launch and she's got like several books out. And I said, oh, have you got any tips for me? And she just said, it's going to be anticlim like a bit anticlimactic. And, and I thought like, oh, like, OK. And um, yeah, I'm not going to say it's anticlimactic, but it is that thing of um, it's right where it needs to be. Yeah but it trusts that it will get picked up and seen and so on and so forth. But like, yeah, you can definitely, I mean, this isn't really very manifesty talk, but I had like a conversation come up 
with somebody recently about instant manifesting like you can instantly manifest you can have instant Mm. big checks you can have instant breakthroughs and so on and so forth but I think like you could probably agree with me like on a linear timeline Mm. that you can you can instantly manifest yourself into a timeline and version of who you're going to become so when I did that manifestation exercise where I said right this is the work I want to do I'm putting it out there I believe I instantly put myself in the timeline of the version of Esther that I am now yes because multiple versions but naturally it's took five years to get to where I am today yeah because no one would have messaged me five years ago and gone can you write us a book (laughs) no like it doesn't work it didn't work like that and it just doesn't make sense and I'm sure you can look at your career as well and say yeah like that makes it makes sense on that timeline Mm. like yes you can have instant manifestations but sometimes you just have to kind of you have to believe in your end that you're like, I am definitely going to be that top dog version of myself. Yeah. But I just have to be patient with how those all those little bits unfold to get me there. Yeah, absolutely. And also, let's just say you were like, I wanted to manifest re- uh, writing a book five years ago. If someone had turned around to you and said, OK, write your book, you would have had that published. You might be sat here now thinking that is not what I wanted to say. Those those are my. Oh, words. but the thing is. Bad that's the thing as well is you I wouldn't have been qualified no five years ago to do that but what I will say as well is that even things I'm not saying there's anything in the book where I've written what I disagree with but even no. even like because that was so I wrote it a year ago and lots has happened in the last year yeah. and I even remember writing it and going oh, I haven't got room for this and I haven't got room for this mm. and I I thought it with say like authors like Gabby Bernstein or you know Rhonda Byrne she's written a secret and then she went on to write the greatest secret Mm. it's like you do also have to kind of say to yourself that was right for the time yes because that's where I was at then I am naturally going to evolve so I can't beat myself up and go that that was wrong or or anything like that like it was and that, that will meet people where they need to be where they are are, and then down the line like they'll go on their own journey I'll keep going on my journey and it will it will go from there but again it's like it's a perfectionism thing isn't it Mm. you're like oh I feel really like pressured that this has to be perfect and like you know last the test of time and no one's and also it's that fear of criticism like you don't want anybody to go that's not right and Mm. Like, but in the thing, the thing is, in the grand scheme of things, you know, no one is ever going to have the same opinion as you, especially not on spiritual matters. No. And even on like factual matters, like everyone's got their own opinion and their own point of view and you're just sharing yours on your platform. Like it doesn't matter if someone else disagrees. That's it. And that's, and that's so hard. So I think that's probably one of the greatest reasons why people hold back is probably because they don't. We don't want the aggro. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants it. Protecting themselves. Yeah, it's all self-protection, isn't it? Self-protect. Yeah, I've launched a book and no one's bought it. Like, I don't want to feel that, so I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's a great... It sounds awful, but that's the great thing for me is that I don't... Because I I don't work at the publishing house, I don't see the figures. Yeah. Because, because you know, I say it as a, as a manifesting coach, you know, you have to, at times 
transcend the 3D, like transcend what you see with your eyes, because you can launch something like you probably know what this is like. You've you look you launch on social media, you've got no followers, mm. and you post your first post, gets like one like or something, and you're like, oh, like I only got one like. What's the point? Yeah. I'll just give up. And you have to kind of go, no, if I really believe in what I'm talking about, I'm gonna keep going and it will keep growing. Yeah. But I think we want a lot of that constant like feedback and yes, this is this is good. Like you're doing a good job. Like, and we do deserve that and and so on and so forth. But yeah, sometimes you have to kind of move past those initial things and go, this doesn't mean anything about where I'm going. Yeah. This 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 does could be kind of an example of where I am right now, but that's yes. fine. It's not where you're going. No, I was not, yeah. Not deter- it doesn't determine your your future, as it were. Yeah, because if you keep posting every day for it's going to grow of course it is but not but you have to just put sounds you know you just have to get out of your own way and put your you know ego to one side and say look yeah it doesn't you you sit there don't you and you go oh I bet people are judging it and going oh so you got one like (laughs) you you just did an impression then (laughs) I was waiting for one of these I, yeah, I know it's got one lot. <laughs> there you go. I know I'd get an impression. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, you've got to get out. Oh my gosh, that's one part of my business that. Well, I say I wouldn't go back there. The start, the start of Instagram, the start of all that. But actually, I could go back there now as the person I am because I would do it so differently. I wouldn't take sure. any of it so personally. Like no. looking at who's liking your stuff and then wondering why oh god that's it you do you over analyze things you make it about you think that people are thinking things people don't people literally don't care like no one is sitting there and going oh you know can't believe she posted that quote you know that Rumi quote is not even her own like plagiarizing that that guy but it's just I don't know I do think that it's that it's like we just we we think so much about what other people think yeah yeah that is that's gotta go doesn't it that is just so and that's what we've just basically had embedded in us from such a young age yeah what's everyone else doing where it's just again it comes down to just feeding secure and loved and like you fit in and accepted Yes. yes I hope that, you know, I hope that the generations coming up mm. can make it work, like with social media. Oh, I really I do. hope so. My daughter's on, you know, some socials and she seems fine. Mm. But. Yeah, but she's got a, that's it, she's got a parent who's, who's, who gets it. Whereas like our parents did, didn't because no. it wasn't there. So. No yeah she doesn't like she's always like her friends go you know her friends go your mom's famous and she's her face she's got such a like face of thunder <laughs> she does not want to like no <laughs> you not give her any credit no <laughs> so she literally like it's cringe like oh oh bless her <laughs> like <laughs> you know what give it 10 years or maybe even 15 or or, or 20 and she'll be like mom you're amazing Everything you've done is amazing. We don't oh. get at that age that she's at now. We're so mean to our parents. Yeah. 
Oh, I bet she'll get all because manifesting is so big on like TikTok and stuff. Yeah, she'll get she'll get all her mates being like, "Oh, I did your I did that thing your mum was like talking about the other day." She'll be dying, but absolutely. Oh my god, <laughs> I could talk to you for literally hours and hours and hours. Right, come on, we need baby needs to hurry up. Baby, get out. <laughs> get me to Bristol. Get me to bar. We can talk about manifesting all night. Literally, I could. I. I mean, I'm totally sold. I, I was sold into it a couple of years ago when I, again, went through a difficult journey, a difficult experience and was like, oh, my gosh, the only way out of this experience is to surrender, which then le- led me to all of this. Oh, yes. And I was like, oh, this is love, love this way of life. Yeah, <laughs> surrender is. But I think a lot of people get a bit, like, confused with surrender sometimes. A, from the angle of it just means they think it means you're giving up. yeah. Um, and I'm like, no, it's not that you give up the dream, no. it's give up how it unfolds because it's so exhausting trying to control that process. You know what? It's giving up the control of trying to control it. I was so yeah. done with trying to control. And what I was trying to cut control ultimately was other people, which yes. is just a complete dead end. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it has been such a pleasure. Where can my lovely listeners find you, please? And come, your book. Come and find me. So <laughs> Instagram is Miss Manifesta, and the same on YouTube. I'll quickly spell it. Miss and then M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-H-E-R. Yeah. Well, please don't, like, spell your own, na- own name wrong at the end. Like, that'd be classic, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, that's my two main platforms is YouTube and Instagram. And you can get Manifesting Happiness on Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, all of those kind of places. If you are in, like, the US or anywhere like that, you can get it in Barnes & Noble, um, online, certainly at Target and Walmart, like, places like that. Yeah, amazing. All over the shop. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. It's been incredible. Thank you for having me. Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Speak soon. Bye.